and welcome to another online lecture for organizational communication. In this podcast, you will learn about stress and emotions. As I am recording this, Malaysia is going through such a stressful situation. We have a virus outbreak, COVID-19, and Malaysia is going through so many challenges and everyone is stressed out. Although we are allowed to work from home, still it's pretty much stressful. So, in this topic, we will discuss about the definition of stress and the types of stress, some of the factors of stress, such as uh, individual factors, environmental factors, and of course, organizational factors as well. Next, we will discuss the consequences of stress and how it affects our health. After that, we'll discuss how we can manage stress at the individual and organizational level. And lastly, we will discuss the concept of emotional labor. So stay tuned for more. Uh, stress. It's something that we don't want to live with, but we actually can't live without it. Yes, so stress is a dynamic condition in which an individual is confronted with an opportunity, a demand, or a resource related to what the individual desires and for which the outcome is perceived to be both uncertain but also important in other words you or your body rather is faced with something that you need you either want to fight for it or you want to run away from it so stress has the effect of draining the individual's physical as well as emotional resources That's why after feeling all of this stress, we tend to feel really exhausted. I'm sure you've noticed this before, right? In general, it is the pressure people feel in life. Yes. Okay, you may think, oh, I don't want to feel this pressure. It's too much. Guys, if you don't want to feel any stress, you can. You will feel that when you're dead. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It sounds harsh, but only when we are dead, then only we will not feel any stress whatsoever. Actually, there are two types of stress. There are the types of stress that's positive and also has a negative effect on us. So the positive stress is what we call eustress. It helps people work harder and it promotes personal growth and development. So this is what we call a good stress, something that's good for you. And the body is trying its best to achieve whatever that they desire. So this in a way is what we call a positive stress. You stress. The other type of stress is called negative stress. Uh, in other words, it is also termed as distress. So distress 
leads to mental and physical illness such as having uh, insomnia or it can even lead to depression and in an extreme form it can also lead to heart diseases therefore we need to have a balanced stress state which is eustress and distress do look out for uh, distress if you feel any it usually has a very heavy effect on us okay but actually if you have too much of you stress okay which is positive stress it's also not helpful to the body sure for example you like to work hard okay but if you work hard on a daily basis and you forgot to you know get some rest in other words you're a workaholic so that can also affect your health as well so it's best to have a balance amount of stress in us okay so now you've understood what stress is and what are the types of stress let's look at some of the factors of stress the first factor is environmental factors here the individual has a difficulty to adapt to the changes in several situation or rather several environmental situations the first environmental situation here is economic uncertainty. For example, in Malaysia, we are facing with an economic uncertainty uh, due to high political scandals, corruption, and um, economic changes in other major political players. So that can lead to stress as well for the individual another type of environmental factor is political uncertainty okay some countries are going through changes in governments or some countries are going through wars so this is a huge factor because it is an uncertain situation where the individual can be directly and also indirectly impacted and thirdly we've got a technological uncertainty with the digital revolution coming up or rather it's already here but we are not prepared for it so that can also cause stress and all of these three are what we call the environmental factors Right, so let's look at the second factor of stress. This refers to organizational factors. Now, in organizational factors, an individual can feel stressed out because of task demands. Okay, that's the first one. And then we've got interpersonal demands, right? Second one. And lastly, role demands. So I'll be applying some of the examples here with regards to our current situation where the government is ordering Malaysians to work from home so since the government is giving out the order the organization has to comply so right now many of us are working from home so um, if you guys are listening to this podcast and then you're 
heard some, you know, tiny voices or screaming. Yeah, that's my kids and that's what working from home is like. So that's an example actually, real life example. Okay, so let's look at task demands, right? So task demands, okay, the stress comes from the job itself. Actually, the task that you're doing um, is okay. It's pretty doable. But because of certain situations such as working from home, the task becomes more challenging. So when there's more challenges, it becomes stressful. Therefore, the task demands more from you. So that's why. Okay, so let's look at interpersonal demands. So here in the organization, you have to work with colleagues. You've got to work with bosses. And sometimes your bosses aren't the brightest and maybe your colleagues aren't the easiest to work with. So this can also put more demands on how you are supposed to manage your interrelationship, interpersonal relationship with others. Okay, lastly is role demands. So role demands here puts pressure on a person for a particular role that person is currently playing. Okay, uh, perfect example right now. Sure, I'm your lecturer. Okay, I'm supposed to teach, but since working from home, I I'm I also have to be um, the mom, the mother. Okay, and I've got to take care of the babies and everything. So this puts certain demands on the role that I'm playing so that will lead to role conflict what should I prioritize okay what role should I focus more on so this can also lead to role ambiguity the unclear uh, job scope that many are experiencing when they are working from home okay what are we actually supposed to do how are we supposed to go about it that can also lead to role overload. So, huh, I thought working from home should be easy peasy. But because the kids are at home, they're not at their school or kindergarten. So, I'm kind of feeling pretty much overload. Okay, I'm sure as students, you guys are facing role overload yourselves. Perhaps you are, you know, you have to help out with the family. But... Instead, you've got to study. Yeah, so that can also be quite overwhelming and it can be a stress factor. Right, so we've come to the last stress factor, which is individual factors. Now, as individuals, we're all humans. We all got problems. We've got family problems. We've got economic problems. And we also have issues with our personality. So let's look at family problems. Perhaps you are married, okay? Or maybe you're single but you have to care for an aging parent or maybe you've got to raise your siblings, right? It's even worse when that sibling is an adult. Yep, that happens. And this can lead to many issues in family such as family arguments, family health. So these are all legit individual factors that can cause stress next up is economic problems now this refers to financial issues for example your salary is not that high and you feel unfair you know okay this is causing a lot of distress 
Okay, I hope you still remember uh, the motivation chapter that we discussed. Okay, and because of this financial issue, it is a very uh, important part for the individual to survive. So that's why it is also part of the individual stress. Real life example, um, when I went to see uh, my occupational therapist, okay, she mentioned that many people who live in the city, okay, they experience financial issues. Now, financial issues is one of the major causes of depression. So if that individual does not sorted out their financial issues it can first of all it can lead to stress but in a longer long-term basis it can actually cause depression so please look out for that and lastly let's look at personality so as individuals we are all different we all have different types of personality in psychology uh, there are many classification of personality, but for this uh, lesson, we will discuss some of the basic types of personality, the type A and type B. So, we will discuss more in the next segment of personality. I hope you try to reflect on these personalities. Perhaps you have type A or maybe... You just realize, oh, my friend is type A. Oh, that's why they are behaving like that. So let's look at what are the characteristics of type A and type B. Aha, so we've come to understand what were some of the factors that causes stress. Okay, we discuss environmental factors, organizational factors, and lastly, individual factors of stress. In the individual factors of stress, one of it is due to personality. So here, in the personality type, okay, there's type A and type B. If you refer to your slide notes, I shared here a picture of Dr. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, so half of it is type A and half of his face is type B. So let's look at type A. Now, these are some of the characteristics. If you are impatient, you have trouble relaxing, okay? You're also quite aggressive. You're like a go-getter but more aggressive. And perhaps it, you may seem pretty annoying to some people. You may get upset over small things, yeah, and pretty much irritable, okay, you are easily uh, irritable, okay, competitive, okay? you like competition, if there's no competition, then you don't feel any source of motivation. You're also achievement-oriented, okay, loves to uh, win. Winning is very important to you. And lastly, time urgency. Now, this is funny because um, you feel like you've got no time. You've got to uh, do whatever task faster, make it better, and then you will feel a sense of achievement. So for type A personality, um, 
usually these kind of people will hold uh, several leadership posts or perhaps they are the team leaders of your group assignment <laughs> or maybe uh, yeah basically they are the so-called leaders yeah um, type a for those who are type a okay if you feel like you are a type a good for you seriously really good for you because you work hard you try your best to do uh, your job okay however type a personality um, they have a tendency to have um, heart diseases okay such as heart attack they are also prone to have anxiety disorders okay, i'm not trying to alarm you this is what um, psychological research has shown yeah so type a people y'all need to learn how to chill okay relaxing is very important for all of you to learn it's a skill okay because type a tends to be workaholics so please keep in mind to rest and relax okay, perhaps you can learn a few things from your type b friends so what are type B personality characteristics? Well, they are very much the opposite of type A. So let's look at the first characteristic. Usually type B uh, people, they have uh, patience. They're very laid back. They're very easygoing. So in terms of relaxing, it's second nature for them. They're easygoing and they don't like to have confrontation as much as possible they will avoid confrontation which is very much different than type a because type a people are more aggressive okay they like confrontation because it gets things done for them so type b they don't like confrontation type b also does not get upset easily why because they're very chill they don't take things personally they also are able to handle tasks in a very structured manner. Okay, um, sometimes they, you know, they take their own sweet time. They're not rushing. Okay, but they still manage to uh, finish their work on time. Yeah, so type B sounds pretty much um, relaxed, but they are still quite productive. I'm not saying type A are not productive, yeah. Uh, but there are some research that shows that type B personality they tend to see things quite differently. Okay, for example, in times of stress or um, in times of environmental changes, perhaps they are not easily anxious. So when they're not anxious they will not be able to decide on anything because why because they don't like stress they don't want to uh, they don't want to dwell on this because it's too overwhelming so they choose to not uh, address the issue so that's a flaw for type b people so that's why in organizations it's really great to have both types of personality so it gives off a nice balance Hopefully, because of this balance in personalities, the organization will profit more or will, you know, improve more. 
Now, um, actually, you can have a mixture of type A and type B. It's just that um, everyone has a tendency to have one personality type. You know, uh, because in certain situations, sometimes our personal personality can actually change due to certain um, context. Actually, that's good. It's a healthy sign of um, personality health. Yeah, you are able to adapt your personality to different situations. If you're not able to adapt your personality, you will be rigid and you will be unable to face the stress head on because you're not able to change. Yeah, so it's good to keep in mind the flexibility of these personalities. Okay, so I hope you understand the two types of personality, which are type A and type B. So for type A personalities, um, I would like to remind you that your personality type have a tendency to get heart disease and other illnesses. So in the next topic that we'll be discussing are the consequences of stress. So the first consequence of stress it can affect our body, our physiological health. So, what are some of the health uh, effects? Okay, so if we have too much stress, it can cause headaches, yeah, migraines. So, if you are prone to migraines, actually, it is caused by stress. You can also get high blood pressure or hypertension. So this is again a result of the body not being able to cope with the demands that you have imposed your body. So that can lead to hypertension and unfortunately it may lead to many types of heart diseases such as um, heart attacks, okay, um, stroke, yeah. For the ladies, um, a huge amount of stress, which is prolonged or chronic, okay, can actually lead to reproduction issues. Okay, I'm not saying we should blame the woman for not being able to get pregnant, okay, but it is one of the leading cause in infertility. Yeah, uh, this also goes out to the men. Okay, you guys have more stress and you are unable to express some of these emotions. So please, to the men, um, look out for your uh, mental health as well because it can definitely affect the body. Okay, so that's physiological consequences of stress. So let's look at the second consequences of stress. Yeah, it can affect our psychological well-being. It can affect people's minds. So having a lot of stress can cause anxiety disorders such as panic attacks. Um, what else? It can also cause uh, bipolar uh, issues, okay, bipolar disorder. It can also lead to mood disorders such as depression, um, obsessive compulsive disorders so many types of uh, mental health issues come from stress yeah so because of these 
um, mental health issues, it can lead to a decrease in our job satisfaction. You may love what you are doing, but because of this uh, huge amount of stress and the burnout that you keep on feeling uh, day by day, that can lead to a decrease in job satisfaction. So please uh, understand today's uh, lesson in this podcast about stress because it is affecting many people because of the changes that we are facing in our environment yeah so there are many uncertainties and the organization is definitely affected by these uncertainties and in the end it is the individual who is facing these stress okay lastly uh, the consequences of stress that it can have is on our behaviors so this can affect the behavior of employees okay it can cause low productivity okay people feel demotivated to give their best it can also lead to high absenteeism meaning in terms of attendance it's pretty bad because uh, employees keep on getting MCs because they are sick all the time and being sick all the time is actually due to low immune system that was impacted by stress I forgot to mention that lots of stress can affect your immune system right uh, again I'm not a doctor but research has shown that it does impact our immunity okay uh, besides low attendance or um, yeah, low attendance, it can also lead to turnovers. So turnovers mean people ending up quitting the job. So that's not good for the organization. If they have a high turnover, the organization must really understand the situation of the individuals. What is causing this turnover? Okay, so uh, other behavioral uh, consequences of stress are changes in eating habits yep some people in uh, stressful times they tend to eat more because when eating more they feel happier uh, their dopamines are boosted due to the uh, happiness that they feel when they eat something really tasty or something that's comforting however some people they tend to eat less they have zero motivation to eat. Now, that's also quite uh, worrying as well. So, changes in eating habits. One should always remember to eat healthy stuff. Yeah, Don't just stuff yourself because you want to feel happy. But it does happen. Yeah? It's um, You're eating your emotions away. <laughs> um, as funny as it may sound, it's not a healthy practice. It can also lead to smoking and sleep disorders. I'm, I'm not trying to uh, diss smokers, but many of the smokers, they smoke due to feeling stress. And according to the smokers, when they have a puff of their cigarettes, they feel more calmer. Perhaps um, breathing in the smoke okay, allows the person to slowly breathe in and exhaling so that can also um, lead to a more calmer state but it is not a healthy practice it, uh, 
sleep disorders, yep, your sleep can be uh, disturbed by a high amount of stress. Now, when your sleep gets disturbed, you guys, you better watch out because most of the mental uh, health issues, okay, the major symptoms are uh, having sleep disorders. Yeah, insomnia. Okay, insomnia, you're not able to sleep because your mind keeps on racing and the thoughts in your mind, they're not able to, you know, shut up. Okay, so this is a real situation where stress can affect our behavior. So please be mindful of uh, your behavior and if you feel or if you see any drastic changes that's happening to yourself, chances are you are going through stress. Okay. Sometimes we may not realize that we are actually stressed out. Okay, there's another thing um, in terms of thinking. Okay, this is not in the chapter. Eh? If you constantly tell yourself this, I'm okay, I'm fine, I can handle this, I can do that, I got this. If you tend to say these things to yourself, please, that's not a good sign. It's a sign where the person, if you keep on telling yourself um, that you're okay, you are actually denying the fact that you are actually stressed out. So the mind says, I'm okay, but the body is not okay. So listen to your body. If your body feels tired, just rest. Go to sleep. Take a chill pill. Uh, relax. Listen to the body. The body is, is telling you, um, you're tired. Please rest. Okay? Right. So just now, we discussed the consequences of stress. In this section, we'll be discussing how we can manage stress and there are two approaches that we can carry out first of all we'll look at the individual approaches and next we will discuss organizational approaches so let's look at individual approaches first of all what we can do is as an individual we can try to implement proper time management techniques prioritize what needs to be done okay don't prioritize everything don't go check all of the emails okay uh, list down some of the urgent matters first checking email checking social media that's not urgent at all so focus on the urgent things that needs to be done Secondly, increase physical exercise. Well, perhaps at your age, which is quite young, uh, 18, 19 or 20 plus, your body metabol metabolism is able to adapt to the stress. However, as your age increases, okay, your body will not be able to uh, withstand some of the demands that you have imposed your body so there's no choice but to increase physical exercise uh, research has shown at least an individual should get 30 minutes uh, per day in terms of exercise 
it's just 30 minutes I mean try your best to slot in some um, quality time with yourself yeah so increase physical exercise um, it's not within our habits to do exercise especially for Malaysians however Many Malaysians have changed their ways because, yeah, currently we are um, one of the fattest nation, or is it the fattest nation in Southeast Asia? Hmm. So you might want to consider incorporating physical exercise. Okay, thirdly, relaxation training. Yes, this is something like a mindful um, exercise that we can do. It trains your mind to be calm, to breathe in slowly. Okay, for those who can afford uh, going to the spa, go. Okay, for those who can not afford spas, I would like to suggest going to the hairdresser or hair salon and just get a head massage or just wash your hair, something to relax yourselves. Okay. Um, in psychology, we've got this uh, breathing technique. Okay, what you can do is right, you can either lie down or sit down. Okay, uh, let's say you are sitting down. So place your hands on your tummy and breathing deeply. Okay, and exhaling the air out, and the hand functions as a guide to uh, make sure that your tummy goes up, up and down alright so that shows that you are actually doing some deep breathing and that helps with uh, managing the stress if you are lying down let's say you're trying to go to sleep or take a nap do the same thing place your hand on your tummy and feel your tummy go up and down as you inhale all the air in and exhale all the air out so that it will train the body to slow down and it will also train the mind to slow down as well okay so next is expanding social networking yes go out more meaning don't just focus on your work but focus on life get a life have friends outside of your work okay do some ngo work so that you can have more uh, friends okay and then you can also have some positive networking outside of your work lastly some other suggestions is eat a healthy and well-balanced diet of course uh, yeah, binge on good stuff. Okay, don't binge on burgers and other uh, food that's uh, quite convenient to get. Think about, really think about what you are putting into the body because it really does affect your overall health. Get enough rest and sleep. Yeah, put away your phones. Don't play that game just focus on getting a really good night's uh, sleep okay when you have kids yeah you might you know miss all the wasted time that you could have done sleeping
So there you go. That's how we can manage the stress at the individual level. So we have covered how to manage stress according to the individual approaches. Next, we're going to see how to manage stress according to organizational approaches. Now, perhaps some of you have not worked before, but I think many of you have worked before. So you do have some uh, experiences with job-related stress. So in this part, maybe it might help you out to you know in the future to articulate better to express how you feel uh, in order to manage stress at the organizational level you could also use some of these organizational approaches and suggest some of it to your bosses provided that they are willing to listen <laughs> Okay, so let's look at some of the organizational approaches. I'll be sharing seven approaches. Okay, so the first approach is um, appropriate personal selection and job placement. Okay, so um, the organization, what they can do is to select the employee according to their personality so that we can ensure personality fit okay so this is extremely important because many people they don't want to just work they want to belong and they also want to perform as best as they can so ensuring personality fit is vital so this is uh, referring to appropriate personal selection and job placement. This is one of the most important things that an organization can do. It is actually the job um, of the human resource, but sometimes your boss can also uh, use um, his or her observation skills, okay? especially when, uh, they, when employees or future employees go through the interview process okay, to ensure personality fit. Secondly, uh, in order for the employees to avoid unnecessary stress, okay, many of the stress is due to task demands or changing task demands. So what the organization can do is to provide training. So this is to ensure that the employees are equipped with necessary skills and knowledge, especially in our uh, postmodern society where job uh, task demands are constantly changing and evolving. So it's awesome if the organization can provide training to avoid unnecessary stress. Okay, thirdly, setting realistic goals. Okay, so this is referring to the organization's uh, set KPI or key performance index. KPIs are how uh, the bosses or the employees assess or evaluate the employee's performance. Now, they need to set realistic goals so that the employees can ensure um, job performance, okay? 
and the organization can ensure specific and challenging goals and also gain constructive feedback so it is quite important to set realistic goals i know some organizations they like to push their employees but sometimes pushing their employees is not effective okay it actually decreases the job performance so hopefully if you are in the position to set goals for your employees okay remember to set realistic kpis okay number four redesigning jobs and increasing employee involvement yes so this is actually one of um, good strategies that the organization can do so that the organization can give more authority and participation to employees okay this is a good move because well organizations employ you because you are qualified okay? you're good at what you do so it's quite a waste if the organization cannot you know um, ask for your opinions or for your uh, uh, qualif uh, qualification right to solve certain issues or to improve the organization so it's great when the bosses are willing to listen to your opinions so redesigning jobs and increasing employee involvement is one of the best ways to uh, avoid unnecessary stress Okay, number five, improving communication. Right, so we've already discussed um, types of networks, communication networks and communication flows in the organization. Okay, so this is to reduce miscommunication and also to reduce role ambiguity. So um, improving communication is crucial to avoid, again, to avoid unnecessary stress. Okay, number six, employee sabbaticals, right? So sabbaticals are time off, but with pay. <coughs> awesome, right? So uh, usually university lecturers get to have employee sabbaticals, but there are some organizations such as uh, CIMB Bank. Okay, I know for a fact that they just launched their new uh, program for their employees. to. They want to retain more employees. So one of the perks of working for CIMB is that they give employees rejuvenation packages wow something to allow the employees to rest and come back to work with a bang okay so yay for employee sabbaticals lastly a corporate wellness program okay not many <coughs> companies do this not many organizations do this Okay. Um, this wellness program are a series of workshops emphasizing on physical and mental health. With all the increase in mental health issues nowadays, uh, some organizations have taken some measures to address these issues by uh, organizing corporate wellness program. These kind of programs are really awesome and um, you are so lucky if you can score a job in this kind of organization because they actually provide wellness program 
awesome. So that's all for the organizational approaches. I do hope that one day you get to work in an awesome organization. Sorry for all the background noise. Uh, my firstborn is currently not feeling well. Um, I hope it doesn't distract your focus in this uh, podcast section. So we have already discussed everything about stress. Okay, the second part of this podcast is on emotions. In order to understand stress, we must understand emotions because emotions play a huge role in how we interpret our uh stresses or the triggers that happens to us and these triggers are the ones that trigger our stress okay so let's discuss some uh, let's discuss the definition of emotions and how it's different to moods okay so emotions are intense feelings that are directed at someone or something which have an object that triggers them okay so emotions are very specific um, if you have watched um, inside out okay that's a disney movie portraying or depicting emotions and personifying emotions i really love that movie because it explains emotions and the functions of emotions very clear clearly yeah so emotions again are intense feelings and it is quite specific so five basic emotions for human beings are joy sadness anger disgust and fear so these are our basic emotions okay so what about moods so moods are feelings that tend to be less intense than emotions and they often lack a contextual stimulus meaning it's hard to pinpoint what triggered the moods uh, sometimes our moods are affected by weather or by the state of our health okay so moods are actually a combination of emotions and the emotions or various emotions that we are unable to break down so it's more overwhelming in a sense and it becomes the mood for the day When we were cavemen, it's very easy to understand what triggers our stress. So as cavemen, we would have to fight um, tigers or we have to survive and we've got to uh, run away from all these dangerous uh, animals. So that's understandable. But in the modern world, okay, there's no tigers, there's no dangerous um, animals, okay? But we do have 
uh, humans who behave like wild animals and perhaps that's why we are so stressed out so in the modern days we are dealing with uh, interpersonal relationship we are dealing with organizational stress okay we are dealing with difficult bosses and difficult colleagues so all of these um, dealings yeah we refer this as emotional labor okay because it's uh, getting ourselves worked up when we have to deal with other people so what is this emotional labor it is an employee's expression of uh, organizationally desired emotions during interpersonal transactions at work so here the employees are expected to regulate their emotions during interactions with customers colleagues and superiors so when we are expected to regulate our emotion it becomes labor work so that's why um, after working for several hours we experience uh, exhaustion by the hull or uh, actually we were just sitting on our desk or we didn't do any um, heavy lifting but we do feel very tired okay so another concept here uh, emotional dissonance okay it occurs when employees are expected to express feelings that contradict with what they actually feel so we have a dissonance we have a dilemma on how to express our feelings when we are not allowed to articulate to or to express those feelings so in the next part here in emotional labor uh, this suggests several uh, display rules okay so the first rule is feeling rules so feeling rules dictate appropriate and inappropriate feelings for a particular setting so you might ask uh, how do i actually feel about this is it okay to feel like this so in the feeling rules uh, we try to dictate appropriate or inappropriate feelings okay for example the management has decided to um, change some of the ways they do the work okay uh, let's take an example here mm, okay so you are working as a customer service executive okay so the management is asking you to put in more efforts or put in more extra time to discuss with customers okay uh, and if they swear at you it's okay uh, so that's what the uh, management is saying uh, to take all the nasty swearings that the customer might throw at you okay so how do you feel about this okay you might feel like huh I don't like this why do I have to take uh, crap from customers especially when they are swearing to me okay, or saying vulgarity words to me so you don't like this at all 
right? Okay, so those are what we call feeling rules. So it dictates what you should like or should not like. So sometimes the management is, you know, asking you to feel something that you really disagree with. So it can create a dissonance. Okay, so the next display rule is what we call the expression rules. So expression rules here dictate what emotions should be expressed and how it should be expressed in a particular setting. So um, in the previous example, okay, you don't like what the management is telling you to do. Okay, but how should you express your dislike? Should you shout about it? Should you voice it out? How would you voice it out? Yeah, and how would you express these uh, emotions to the top management? Okay, so expression rules here dictate what emotion should be expressed and how it should be expressed. So you, as a customer service, is expected to not express any disagreement with the management and also with the customers. So it's really an act of balancing what you feel okay, and how you want to express those feelings with what is expected of you by the organization. So this is why in today's world, it is very stressful. It's even more stressful than facing a tiger. Why? Because this tiger pays your bills, right? They pay your salary. So it's quite difficult to uh, manage all of these emotions. So that's why... Um, Many organization uh, scholars have termed emotional labor to articulate how an employee's expression okay, of organizationally, uh, organizationally desired emotions during interpersonal transactions at work. Because dealing with people, having interpersonal relationships with people at work can be tiring hence emotional labor yay so we have come to the end of our online lesson i hope you enjoyed today's chapter which was on stress and emotions we have discussed at length about what is stress, what are some of the types of stress, what were some of the factors of stress uh, and the consequences and how to manage stress. And lastly, uh, we discussed the concept of emotional labor and the display rules and how these rules create a, an emotional dissonance for us all but it's okay it's a trial and error thing okay so don't beat yourself up too much because uh, stress is essential for our self-development but too much can be detrimental to your 
mental health and also your body okay so take care of everyone stay safe and keep calm